not everybody knows this about me, but I actually started my career illegally in the back room of a diner. I was a busboy at the age of 15. One year too young to actually be working in the state of Pennsylvania, I was given an under the table job at a local restaurant where they made me a dishwasher, busboy, kind of, you know, handy guy that does everything in the back where nobody can see him. That was my job title. And when I took that job, I remember the boss telling me that it wasn't always going to be pretty things that I had to do, right? This, the wait staff and the host staff, they were all in the front and the bartender was in front and the cooks and the dishwashers and me were all in the back. We were doing all the dirty work that had to happen in order for the restaurant to run. It was very clear to me where I was supposed to be, in the back, making the sausage, making the thing work so that everybody up front could look good. And my boss told me, some days you'll be doing dishes, some days you'll be mopping floors, some days you'll clean windows, some days you'll pack boxes, some days you'll take out garbage, and some days you'll clean bathrooms. There is nothing that a 15-year-old boy wants to do less than clean someone else's toilet. And I knew that, but I took the job anyways. And so my career started illegally in the back of some diner. Now I went on to go through that diner and the diner was fantastic for me in, in one very important way because there happened to be a congressman for the state of Pennsylvania who ate at that diner. And when I was 18, three years later, that congressperson gave me an appointment to the US Air Force Academy and sent me on my way. So behind every toilet might be a congressperson who can change your life. That was the lesson for me at least. Now, where I ended up was with the agency. And working for CIA, I learned that we all have to adapt to meet whatever uncomfortable, whatever challenge, whatever dirty job we have to meet. Now, the agency works at the behest of the president. As a little bit of context here, you need to understand that the intelligence agencies of the United States actually fall under the executive wing for the most part. And under that executive, we are funded and serve at the pleasure of the president. Now the president changes, sometimes every four years, sometimes every eight years, but the president changes. And the president changes because the voting base of the United States votes a new president into office. So if the intelligence services all serve at the behest of the president, and the president serves at the behest of the people, then really the intelligence services all serve the people. Now, what that means for an intelligence officer, a professional intelligence officer, is that the funding for various types of operations changes on a regular basis. It changes because policymakers' needs and interests change. Is the focus on terrorism today or is the focus on the war on drugs? Is the focus in Africa or in Europe? Are we worried about the Chinese or the North Koreans? Every time policymaker interests change, every time the president's interests change, the funding changes at CIA and every CIA officer has to adapt to the change so that they can continue pursuing whatever operation they're trying to pursue. 
It's not that different from the Marine Corps, where every person is a rifleman first. Yes, you might be a medic. Yes, you might be an administrative officer, but you are all riflemen first. It's the same way at the agency. We are all intelligence officers first, and then we're translators, or we're field officers, or we're technical officers. Everybody starts from a common ground of intelligence work, intelligence operations. That change in funding means that the actual people executing the operations have to change along with it. So today, you might be pursuing a terrorist in Syria. And then tomorrow, the funding changes, and you're taken off that job, and now you're pursuing a Russian in Europe. You have to be able to adapt to the change. You have to adapt the operation. You have to adapt to the funding. You have to adapt yourself, your cover identity, you have to adapt everything about how you're pursuing the case so that you can meet the next objective head on. And that evolution is not easy. Being a career counterterrorism person and then being pulled into the world of counterintelligence is not easy. Being a career analyst and then being pulled into the world of counterdrugs is not easy. That evolution is difficult, and it's an awkward change, and it's not always fulfilling, and it's not always fun. It's like cleaning the toilets in a diner. But we have to do it. We have to do it because that's what the American people need. That's what the American people have to have in order to keep America safe. We have to adapt. We have to adopt. I'm sure every one of you can think on some time in your life where you've come into one of those people who doesn't like to change. We see it all the time. I see it constantly in the, in the commercial world now. A new technology comes out and a company wants to adopt that technology. A new client comes on board. A new service is offered. And there's always people who buck against that change. People who complain people who resist. There are even people who become obstacles in the way of progress for the company. And they justify it and they rationalize it in any way they, seem, they see fit. They say that they don't have to change. They say that they don't want to change. They say that the change is only temporary. It's a pendulum swinging back and forth. They don't have to change. All they're doing is fighting evolution, refusing to adapt. And that's okay. What I want to highlight is that you can't change people who don't evolve. There will always be those who remain behind. But if you evolve faster, if you can adapt faster, then you will supersede those people. You will advance ahead of them. You will find yourself on the leading edge of whatever company or whatever business or whatever objective you are trying to pursue. So it is in the world of espionage, so it is in the day in the world of commercial business. Adapt to meet the challenge, and you will move forward. When I recently launched Everyday Espionage, I started it as, an, as a lecture. And I was giving the lecture at a, at a local nonprofit, and it, over the course of eight weeks, I gave eight different topics. And on the second topic, the second time I presented Everyday Espionage, I had a group of women attend, four ladies, all friends who had all come to my first one and all had a good time and they had all talked to me and they were all very happy. 
And in that second presentation, I challenged the audience to actively participate in a challenge. Where the first lecture was just a lecture, the second lecture that I gave was an actual exercise. And as soon as I introduced that exercise, about 15 minutes into my lecture, three of those four women got up and left. I was beside myself. I didn't know what to do. They had left. They had just stood up and walked out. One of them remained. So I walked up to her and I said, what happened? What's going on? Where did your friends go? And she told me that they had come to listen to me speak. They didn't come to be part of an exercise. So even though they had paid the ticket price, even though they had come in, even though they had been friendly and nice and enjoyed the, the topic, they were not interested in participating in a challenge. So they left. And a few minutes after the first three left, the last lady left as well, and all four ladies departed, leaving me with an empty table in my lecture. When I reflect on that, I realize that there's two ways I could take that. The first way I can take that is I can say that they did something wrong, that they were stagnant, that they were unwilling to adapt, they were unwilling to evolve to meet the benefit of what I was trying to teach them. Or I can evolve myself and I can recognize that the message I'm trying to share, maybe it has multiple avenues. Maybe there are people who just want to listen who don't want to be challenged, who don't want to participate in exercises. But I need to remember that only four people walked out. Everybody else stayed, which tells me that there is an active audience out there that wants to be challenged. There is a group of people out there who don't just want spy stories and, and stories that they can share with their friends. There are people who want knowledge, people who want to learn, who want to be challenged to think a different way. I have to evolve myself. I have to evolve my message if I am going to succeed. I cannot expect everyone else to evolve for me. I have to do the evolving myself. I was recently at lunch with a gentleman here in Florida. We met at a fundraising event for a nonprofit in the area and he invited me out to lunch and we were sitting and we were talking about our first jobs. And I told him about being that busboy slash dishwasher slash everything nobody. And he told me how his first job was working for his dad. His dad was a serial entrepreneur and owned a small accounting firm. And when the time came that this gentleman that I was sitting with was old enough to work, his dad said, would you like to come work at my accounting firm? And the guy was confused. He didn't he was young, he was 16 years old, he didn't have an accounting degree, he didn't like math very much, so he said, Dad, what am I gonna do for you? What am I gonna do at your firm? And his dad said, you're going to do anything I ask you to do. Some days, I'm gonna need you to prospect for new clients and read through the phone book and call people all day and all afternoon. Some days, I'm gonna need you to sweep floors. Some days, I'm gonna need you to wash windows. Some days, I'm gonna need you to run books. Some days, I'm gonna need you to buy lunch. And some days, I'm gonna need you to clean the toilet. And this gentleman I was sitting with said the same thing I said. Let's do it. 
Let's, it's a job. Let's see how it works out. And so his career started working for his dad. Now, he had it different than I did. I was working in a restaurant where I was a nobody. He was working in a place of business where his dad was the owner. And he told me about how his dad told him, point blank, I have to be harder on you than on anybody else. And you have to adapt to what I throw at you or else you're going to believe that I don't love you, that I don't respect you, that I don't like you. So he knew, this gentleman knew from the beginning, he was going to have to adapt to meet whatever challenge his father put in front of him and that that was going to be his professional duty. So through that process, he learned that there was nothing outside of his job description. Some days he would clean toilets. Some days he would call clients. Some days he would prospect. That was his job. His job description was to do whatever it took to succeed, to reach the objective, to get paid each week or every other week. Nothing was outside of his job description. Compare that to those people who refuse to change every day. Those people who say, I don't have to do this because it's not in my job description. It is not my job. I don't have to do that. The people who avoid emails, the people who avoid phone calls, the people who don't return phone calls. Those are the people saying, this is not in my job description. While successful people are saying, there is nothing outside of my job description. Every successful person seems to start by cleaning someone else's toilet. And that's how they keep perspective their entire life. That you have to adapt. You have to adopt the change. Make it your own. Be someone who is anticipating what someone else needs. Anticipate the boss. Anticipate the clients. Anticipate the customer's needs. And you will always evolve first. You will always be the most successful person in the room. And so I sat and had lunch with this gentleman. And we commiserated and we shared these stories of our youth, and he told me where he is now. After a long career with Verizon, he was laid off in 2014 at a time when the, most of the economy was recovering, but he himself was laid off as part of a disastrous buyout from Frontier. He had just bought a home, he had just closed on a divorce, and then he lost his job. And I looked at him as he told me this story, and I asked him, how did that feel? You, you're responsible for a home. You just lost half of your net worth in a divorce. And now you lost a job. Were you panicked? Were you scared? Did you doubt yourself? How did it feel? And he looked at me and he told me he wasn't afraid at all. He knew he would get a job because there was nothing outside of his job description. That story is so different from so many people who are looking for jobs. Looking for jobs, seeking out employers, and everywhere they go, they are saying what they won't do instead of saying what they will do. This man said, I will do whatever it takes. And that attitude got him a new job with an international startup in 2014 that now in 2018 is doing phenomenally well. He's got a staff of 40 people underneath him. He is a lead contributor to an international nonprofit organization. 
The man was fascinating to listen to and to sit across the table from him, you would never know it because he's just as humble and just as friendly and just as kind as he was when he was 15 years old running errands for his dad in his accounting shop. That's the kind of person I want to see change the world. That's the kind of person I want to follow. That's the kind of person I want to be. I want to evolve with whatever new challenge faces me. I don't want to be the person saying what I won't do or what I can't do. I want to be the kind of person that says there is nothing I won't try. My time at the agency helped me to understand the importance of adapting, the importance of being open-minded and taking on whatever new challenge and owning it myself. But it wasn't until I left the agency that I realized that here in the real world, in the everyday world, there are thousands of people who refuse to adapt, who refuse to evolve. And the fastest way that you can get ahead of any one of them is to be the first one to adapt to the challenge. That is everyday espionage. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Espionage Podcast. Remember to review and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And if you took something away from today's conversation, find a friend and share the message. <laughs>